Sports Done Right coming up very shortly, folks. Keep it tuned right here. Very very soon we're going to start the show. Keep it tuned here to Sports Done Right. A couple minutes. Office of Minnesota's number one sports authority. He's the governor of Sports Talk Radio, and by way of executive order, serving you a stimulating dose of sports done right. And what's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, is live and direct back on Spreaker.com. Another Tuesday night sports talk session live from a very very cold and depressing Minnesota. But what can we say? Wintertime, and when you live up here, wintertime means cold. So that's what it is, and you got to just move on from it. Thank you for tuning in to Spreaker.com. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. Every Tuesday night, you can find my show called Sports Done Right, coming to you live from the Situation Room. And I appreciate uh, you uh, taking a listen, whether it's 
on demand. That's the good thing about Spreaker. You don't have to be able to catch the live show. You can catch all of our shows uh, on demand anytime. And we hope that you can catch it live and direct as well. But sometimes we understand you can't do that. So we totally get that as well. So thank you for listening. We got all kinds of fun stuff to go over tonight. I mean, we got NFL playoffs. We got a little NBA we can touch on. Uh, we got a guest that's going to be calling in, a friend of the, or actually co-worker and friend of the First Ladies. Uh, we called him, he's half of the Beantown Brawlers, Eddie Graves. He's going to be checking in at the top of the hour with us. So just sit back, relax. We got all kinds of good stuff going on here tonight. Big Ten, we're going to cover lots of stuff in the Big Ten tonight. And for all the local fans at the University of Minnesota, we got a lot to talk about because our athletic department is at a crossroads. And we're going to take a look at an article I picked up today, and we'll talk about that as well. And just keep it tuned here to Sports Done Right. That's all I can say. And hopefully we get the chat going here soon. Um, The Real Cast channel today didn't really have any shows. Main producer... Uh, Jungle Brothers been under the weather the past few days, so none of the shows went off. Um, I I run my own board, so I can do mine. And I haven't heard from John Fisher yet, so we'll see if Cooking with the Microwave is going to be following us. But Jungle Brother, make sure you get well, and also keep uh keep uh, Jersey Vern in your thoughts and prayers as well. Jersey's uh, lost a few friends here recently, real close family. Um, Things like that. So, Jersey, we are thinking about you as well. Want to say what up to the cheater himself, the main excuse maker for the New England Patriots. Ladies and gentlemen, we know him as Greg Finney. That's his government name, but we call him Grego. Want to say what up to Grego? It's going down. Grego chilling here as we getting things started. And hopefully some more of the real cast family will come through today. Like I said, uh, we didn't run any shows prior to mine today. So we'll see how it goes there in the chat room. All right. So let's just uh, move along. Hope everybody had a great weekend. I know that I had a real nice one. Uh, the first daughter, Sydney Wright, her team won their tournament on Sunday. Stillwater, Minnesota. Way to go. So I want to say what up to all the Stillwater 7th grade girls. Job well done this weekend. And here's to continued success there. And one of the other things I like to do is uh, thank Miss Sydney for uh, sticking with her hoops. Um, she's really putting a lot of work into it. And, um, you know, Grego's got a daughter that does cheerleading. And I'm sure there's a bunch of us who've been through this roller coaster of sports, uh, cheer, whatever it is. Um, with these kids of ours and it's just real nice to see some dividends being paid off and more importantly to see Sydney really liking her basketball so that's been real nice as well all right we're coming up on 10 minutes in what we're going to do is we're going to make sure we stay to the breaks here in the next few minutes because at the top of the hour and Grego you'll like this uh, the first lady's co-worker is coming on and he is from Boston he is part of the Beantown Brawlers Eddie Graves is going to come on talk a little Patriots uh, football there. So, Grego, I know you'll definitely, definitely be digging that. So, all right. Um, what else do we got going on here in the world of sports? All kinds of stuff going on here in Minnesota. Now that the Viking season is over, 
we turn towards what do we have to fix on this team. So lots of stuff we'll get into a little later in the show there. People, some people are calling for uh, Adrian Peterson to be traded. We obviously have an offensive line that we got to upgrade. Teddy Bridgewater needs to get a little better. And, you know, the Vikings can keep this uh, positive trajectory going. And that's uh, straight north, man, hopefully towards uh, a more uh, deeper run into the playoffs next year. But uh, Green Bay got us once again. And, oh, want to say what up to the main man. He's known as the diplomat here, but we call him that ninja. He is a master ace on the uh, smoker as well. So, Ninja, what is up, sir? All the way from Alabama. That's right. That's right. And, yes, sir, Ninja, our kicker definitely does need some better nerves. So, like I said... All kinds of fun stuff coming up on the show tonight. Uh, football, we'll touch on a little basketball. We'll get into the Big Ten. All kinds of stuff going on. We'll get you updated on scores very shortly here. Full schedule going on in all kinds of sports. My Blackhawks are playing. So, man, we're going to touch on all kinds of things here you know, on Sports Done Right. If you want to call us, feel free to do that as well. The number is 651-968-0124. Again, area code 651-968-0124. I'll get that in the chat here once the hand becomes free. And all kinds of stuff going on. Um, you know, now that college football is over, we can touch on that. What is our boy, uh, that ninja, what does Ohio state have to do to get back into the mix? Gophers are expecting some good things with an easier schedule next year, but of course everything is wait and see as, uh, we'll talk on the university of Minnesota and their issues as well. Big Busa in the house, my friend, what is up? Big Busa going down Redskins. Indeed, indeed, indeed. All right, folks, so let's do this, man. First off, um, again, the, the, the Grim Reaper has struck. This time, uh, he takes home Glenn Fry, one of the founding members of the Eagles, uh, classic rock group, the, the Harmonies Beyond Repair. If you grew up in the 70s and 80s like I did, um, whether you liked them or not, you, you had a lot of respect for this band. Um, true artist. And, um, you know, very few did it, did it better than the Eagles. So we're going to take our first break here because, like I said, I want to keep our schedule real tight here as I got to make that call at the top of the hour. So we're going to take our first break here, be about f- four minutes or so in there. We got a live extended version of Hotel California. I may not run the whole thing, but, you know, smoke them if you got them, have them drinks, refill, everybody do that. And enjoy the Eagles. We're going to pay homage to Glenn Fry tonight for a couple songs. Um, we got live guests. You can call in as well, 651-968-0124. And let's just chop it up like we always do on the Real Cast channel, everybody. This is Vince Wright, the sports governor on Spreaker.com. I will be right back.
job done right, you do it yourself. When you want your sports done right, you download the Spreaker app to your mobile devices and follow the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk and beyond. This is Sports Done Right. 
Now, let's get back to the show. And that's exactly what we're doing, folks. What up, what up, what up? Vince Wright, the sports governor, got a crack lacking up here in a very cold and frosty Minnesota, one state south of Canada. But you know what? Sports Done Wright's going to heat it up. And I think after the show tonight, first, we got to welcome the main man, the host of the show, after my Mr. John Fisher. What up, Big Fish? John Fisher has a little thing called Cooking with the Microwave following my show so make sure you check him out follow him and um check it out it's a great show he's a creature of late night and he knows what he is doing so all right folks we got about 10 minutes here before uh we're gonna have our first guest on the line so this is gonna be a real short segment but what i want to do here is talk about the author that i had on and did the interview with on sunday rashad mitchell he has a book that is called The 50 Most Underrated Quarterbacks in NFL History. And if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to that on my page, real good, insightful interview. We, we ran through all 50 names. Obviously, we couldn't talk about all 50 because we'd probably still be doing the interview. But let me just touch on a couple here real quick just to kind of give you guys an idea. Um, on that list, you know, we'll start with number 50. He had Vinny Testaverde. Um, Patriot fan Grego, he had Steve Grogan at number 47, Mark Brunell at 48. Just to give you an idea, I'm just going through this list real fast. I know he had Ron Jaworski at 45, and he said about Jaworski, um, since he's one of the more famous quarterbacks on ESPN there now, Ron Jaworski was a pretty solid quarterback in the NFL, one-time Pro Bowler in 1980. Um, and what he kind of compared him to was just really a, a blue-collar grinder type of quarterback. Um, let's see, he was a second-round pick out of Youngstown State in 1973, so that says something, um, being um, drafted out of Division One a when that really did not happen a whole lot. <clears throat> Excuse me, and the list goes on and on and on. Jeff Garcia, 42. Uh, he had Doug Williams, since we talk a lot about the black quarterback on, on these shows. He had Doug Williams at 43, and we'll go on from there. Um, Vikings fans, he had Joe Cap at 38, old guy there, Roman Gabriel, 39. So um, there's, there's a nice mix of people here. Mark Rippin out there as well in, in, in number 35. Um, just to kind of move it along here, what he did have, and I'll, let's, I'll just read through the top 10 on the, his list anyway of the most underrated quarterbacks. So at number 10, he had Dave Craig from the Seattle Seahawks. Number nine, he had Steve McNair, our main man from Tennessee slash Houston. He had um, Bobby Lane. Uh, number nine, he had... Good, or, yeah, number nine. Number eight, or, yeah, eight was Steve McNair, excuse me. Nine. So that leaves number seven, Burt Jones. Burt Jones, solid quarterback back in the day for the Baltimore Colts. He had Boomer Esiason at number six. Terry Bradshaw at number five. Troy Aikman was number four. Ken Anderson, the old Bengals quarterback, was number three on that list. Number two was Bart Starr. And number one, the infamous legend himself, Otto Graham. So one of the things I talked to Rashad about and, and really appreciated on, on the list here, though, was that it was a nice mix of history and present day. 
Um, you know, a lot of these young cats, I can definitely guarantee you have never heard of Otto Graham. But it was a real interesting list. So make sure you check out that interview on Sports Done Right. It's up on the Spreaker page. Rashad Mitchell is his name. You can find his books on Amazon. He has a Facebook page, uh, Rashad Mitchell's Books, it's called. And he's got all kinds of other books and topics as well. He's got he's even working on the 50 most underrated tight ends, linebackers. He's covering this football game all the way. So make sure you check him out. Uh, real nice guy, kind of mellow guy, even kill. But, um, you know, we had a good, good talk on the radio here. Interview was just at about an hour, maybe an hour and one minute. So make sure you check it out. Spreaker.com sports done right. And again, that was the 50 most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. So again, want to give a shout out there to the, to the um, house of representatives, otherwise known as the chat room. That Ninja Fisher's out there, Big Sluggo's out there, and hopefully we'll have some more folks checking in. The First Lady's actually on her way to taking our daughter to practice, so we may, we're probably not going to hear from her tonight, but she's going to be listening, and you know, let's just have some fun with it tonight, not stuck up on on these stats so much um, as we are here, so let's do this. We are coming up to the top of the hour here. So in two minutes, we're going to take another break. I am going to get Eddie Graves on the phone. And we are going to talk a little New England football here from the half of the Beantown Brawlers. And for those that don't know, Beantown Brawlers are two gentlemen that work with my wife. They're both from Boston. I believe Eddie lives out in California now. He's making that... He's uh, making that mad loot, living the lifestyle, doing his thing. So all kinds of stuff, man, all kinds of stuff going on tonight. And yes, I see you out there, Cuddy Jackson. We'll talk about Jeff Garcia being the head of Doug Williams. All kinds of fun stuff coming up here on Sports Done Right tonight. We're going to chop it up till 930 Central Time, and then we're going to turn it over to John Fisher. I'm going to put our feet up, kick back in my hot tub after my show, and I'm going to be listening to Cooking with the Microwave. And he is the creature of late night sports talk. That's what he is, people. Glad you can join us tonight. Follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. Follow us on Facebook at Sports Done Right, W R I G H T. Hey, my mother has joined us. Mama Bell, Mama Reese is out there. Hello, mother. Yes, got to pay respect to the parents, y'all. Got to pay respects to the parents. All right, so let's do this here. Um, we're two minutes above, so let's take a quick break here. And I am going to just throw on some music. I'm going to try and get Mr. Graves on the phone. And when we come back, we are going to talk a little Patriots football. So everybody keep it tuned here. Vince Wright, Sports Done Right. We'll be right back.
Download the Spreaker app to your mobile devices and follow the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk and beyond. This is Sports Done Right. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, folks, and back to the show we are at. Thank you for tuning in to Sports Done Right. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. I appreciate all the love the show's been getting. And speaking of the show, let me tell you something. Our next guest here... Uh, easy Eddie Graves, the main man. He was initially he was on the first show that we were able to do calls on. So it is uh, with uh, high esteem and privilege that we welcome Eddie back. He is from Beantown, half of the Beantown Brawlers. And I know Greg, you're out there, Grego. Uh, this is your guy. So uh, Eddie, welcome to the show, and let's talk a little Patriots football, my friend. Thanks for having me, Governor. And, uh, you know, the, other, the better half for me, the more rational side, sends his regards. He's on, a, he's on a flight right now to Dallas. But, uh, you know, he was hoping to be on the call. But hopefully I represent, man. Hey, you'll do just fine, sir, just fine. So, why don't, well, let's just start with last week in that Kansas City game. I mean, the, you know, your team came out, really opened it up. And, you know, I thought it was going to be a blowout early on, like I'm sure a lot of people did. 
Um, KC got back into it, but, um, you know, why don't we just start with your initial thoughts on last week? You know, you had a team that, uh, that everybody, you know, they'd won 11 in a row. That, that was a perfect recipe for uh, the Patriots to take advantage of. You, you heard them, you know, you barely heard from anybody in the past all week. Um, they were almost the underdog, right? I mean, here was a t- here's a wild card team that, that survived the first. Actually, they didn't survive. They blew out a team thirty nothing. They were trending positive. They're eleven and zero in their last eleven games. It, it seemed like they had it going, and Reed had Belichick's number. But guess what? You come into to Gillette, but you know, rationally speaking, behind even the the Gillette and the fans and the weather and all that, if you look at statistically. Who they had back on offense, you know, Volma's healthy, um, Edelman's healthy. I mean, 10, 10, for, 10 catches for 100 yards, average of 10 yards a, a catch. Gronk was healthy. Our three line, the first time we had all four linebackers back in a long time. You know, Hightower, Collins, unfortunately Mayo's out for next week. But you had all the pieces in place. In the, and, and what we were hoping for going into the playoffs or any team for that matter is, it's health. So I think really health won the day, and they sent the message early. And mind you, seven out of the last nine games, if you look at statistically, Kansas City had put up 29 or more points against any one of their opponents. Right, exactly. Um, you know, all things considered, they were a very potent offense. I mean, that's four or more touchdowns a game. That's that's top ten in the NFL. Mind you, they're playing some uh, the sisters of the poor in their division, like the Chargers and the Raiders, but Nonetheless, they're putting up 29 plus, seven out of nine games. The Pats held them to six points. Six right. points until late in the third quarter. And frankly, the game wasn't even as close as the score reflected. You know, it was almost desperation in the end. They, they had one big run that they had, they had that seam pass and they, they ran it all the way down. Anderson got it in there. But, uh, you know, that, but besides that broken play, the Pats held a team that was was ready for the playoffs, showed their medal against Houston, and uh, I think we have all cylinders firing, uh, with exception of our defense this week. That's my only concern, really. You know, but right, okay. Um, it, it was almost a complete game for the Pats, man. Um, so I think they put the Broncos on watch with that game. Most definitely. And, you know, the one thing, too, that, I, you know, I was talking with, uh, we got our fan here, Grego, uh, Greg Finney. He, he, uh, he's in Atlanta now, but, you know, he's a Massachusetts guy, um, obviously big Patriots fan. And we were talking um, before you came on there, um, Eddie, and um, I think one of the big things that's going to help the Patriots is uh, having Edelman back. So what do you, what do you think about having uh, the main wide receiver back out there? He's definitely an X factor. We didn't, you know, no one realized, hey, listen, you can put all the X's and O's you want on paper, right? That's why they play the game. That's right. And there's another level, I think, um, the X factor, right? We've all heard that. The, the, the player that makes a difference, right? The pass we thought was, was Gronkowski. You know, he's one half of that X factor. But after, I mean, if you think about it, man, after what Edelman did, um, he definitely – changes your defensive scheme and you know what i want to give some credit to the decoys as well amandola i mean don't be surprised if this week he's he's more involved in the offense that's a that's a that, that's a core 
philosopher Belichick, right? Whoever we, whoever we take advantage of one week, the next week we'll use him as a decoy. But don't, don't be surprised if Amendola gets his fair share of catches this week. Edelman is a decoy because he truly is an X factor. You're changing your defensive scheme um, with that guy at the line um, or back in the lineup. So hopefully his foot's well this week, you know? Oh, definitely. Well, first off, I love him because he was my fantasy receiver. So when he went down, <laughs> you, exactly, the my, my fantasy season kind of went with him. But um, Angie, the first lady, is out there in the chat room saying, I love Eddie from Beantown. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Now, of course, Eddie, the Giants fans, we'll start with Jersey Vern, and I think the nickname says everything you need to know there, Jersey. He says, Beantown, you sound like you got bad gas coming out of you. You know, that's that's a Giants fan for you there, Eddie. But let's talk about your main man, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, now check hey, this you know, out. My only my my only retort is, hey, how did how did you like uh, the game against the Giants this year? How do you like them apples, man? Like, oh, seriously. it was beautiful when the you Vikings I mean? beat them. And and, yeah. I'm, and I mean, what a brilliant move by the Giants to fire a a two time Super Bowl champion coach that brought a team that was lost into prominence with a, with a, I don't know. Listen, I want to respect the Paytons, whatever, but like, seriously, dude, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you've got nothing. You've got no leg to stand on, man. You know, and next year, like your, your division's like the wild west. I mean, for me to sit here and say nothing, it would be crazy. Right. I mean, He's got no leg to stand on. You burn? You're, burning, you're burning yourself. The right. Gas, the only gas that's coming out is out of you, brother. Oh, there you go, Vern. There you go. Now, uh, check this out. I, I just pulled this up here. Tom Brady has reached his 10th AFC championship game, and that matches a record set by Gene Upshaw and George Blanda for the yeah the most appearances in a title game. Excluding his 2008 season due to injury and 2000 season when he played in just one game, Brady has led your Patriots to 10 title games in 14 years. What do you want to say about arguably the greatest quarterback to do it? You know what? There is, there is a level of humility amongst Pats fans. Like I, you know, like I'll reiterate the last phone call. We're, it's a blue-collar team, man. Do your jobs the motto, right? Um, but you can't help but but marvel at, at at how many times ten out of fourteen years he's brought us to the championship game. Six of those times we went on to the Super Bowl, and four of those times we won, um, with or without luck. Right? There's a little the luck has to do a little bit with everything, but skill in the at the end of the day, skill pays. What do I have to say about that man? Experience. He's been there, done that. When the chips are down, this guy's going to pace himself. He's going to rally the troops. And, you know, I'm going to throw an acronym out at you. I, I think the Pats are going to win this game for three reasons. Reason number one is B. Reason number two is O. And number three is E. When you think about the Bs, man, think about Brady and Belichick. Where else in the history, to your point, he, you know, Brady couldn't have done what he's done in the last ten years without Belichick and vice versa. You know, we often argue in New England, is it the, is it the coaching? Is it the system? Was it a combination of, of a key player that understands the system, that's a leader, in addition to another leader that runs a program the way he does? You know, it's a combination of Brady-Belichick. When you, th- when you look at the O part of it, it's the offense, man. Our offensive line 
that was the only question mark that I had going into the playoffs. I said to my brother, I said, if our, our offensive line is healthy, watch out. Not only is the line healthy, Volman's back, they're playing as best they can. What were once rookies are now, you know, 16-game veterans, right? And they've played their part. They've done their – basically, they're, they're, they're doing their job. Right. You get Edelman back. You get Amendola. You got Gronkowski. And, I, I, and frankly, any running back they throw in the backfield to mix it up a little bit has, has played their part, blocked well. Um, everything seems to be firing. The last piece of this is the E, man. We talked about that. It's experience. You can't, exp- you can't replace experience. You can talk about it all you want on paper. Um, you know, matching Peyton Manning's record, this isn't Manning versus Brady. You know, that's what the news he's like to tout it up to be. Frankly, right. Manning is a shadow of the, of the quarterback he used to be physically. Oh, I totally um, agree we'll, with you there. You know, we'll see how that impacts him. So, but you, let's look at the big picture. Look, look at the two coaches. Kubiak versus, versus Belichick. Kubek's got a couple of championships under his belt de facto because he's an assistant coach, whatever, right? I think he's beat Belichick once. But if you look at the, if you look at the full record of their careers, um, who would you rather have in a game like this, Belichick or Kubiak? And who would you rather have at quarterback? Tom Brady, arguably in, in some of the best shape in his life, with the intellectual properties that he's acquired in the last 14 years, against a Peyton Manning who has an equal amount of intellectual property, but physically, are they limited in their offensive set? If we stop the zone run, are they capable of putting up enough points to keep up with us? That's the question. So mark that one right. up the experience. So if you look at those three things, I think we've got a pretty good chance. All right. Well, the Giants fans, um, Ed, let me just say this. You've definitely uh, ruffled some feathers here tonight. So let me just check the chat room here. There's all kinds of stuff in here, Eddie. And, again, we love to have fun. Don't take any of it personal. But these uh, New York fans are, are out of Amen. control. <laughs> we, we, wouldn't be, we, uh, we wouldn't exist without them and vice versa. Bring it on, man. Well, you know, one thing, one thing that they bring up is, okay, now Jersey Vern says, you know, you can talk all that shit you want, but you couldn't stop the Giants in the games where it mattered. So that's a little Super Bowl cut there. Um, we got Mr. Cuddy Jackson, and that's a euphemism. I know who that is. Says, Gov, pull the plug on this guy. He sounds like he's in Dunkin' Donuts drive through All kinds of fun stuff out there, Eddie. You got him going, man. But let me, oh, here's the other thing, too, that I wanted to bring up. New England Patriots have advanced to their fifth straight AFC championship game, joining the Oakland Raiders as the only NFL team to reach five consecutive championship games. So what do you got to say to that? And also, does your team cheat? Well, in response to the first question, I'll tell you what, man. The Newsies love records. That's what they live off of. They've got to have some sensationalism out there. But I'll tell you what. We don't care what happened yesterday. And to that Yankees, that, that, that Yankees, Yankees and Giants, they're, they're both the same to me. But that fan, that's, you know, the two Super Bowls, all right, so you got two on us, and guess what? You fired the coach that got you there. Brilliant, okay? Um, do we cheat? I mean, you tell me. What's cheating? What, what's cheating? Other, every quarterback in the league, first of all, purportedly, nothing's been proven, right? It's purportedly 
that that Brady sent to Texas said, you know, you can read the news. I'm not going to insult your intelligence. Right. But nothing, <laughs> right. nothing's been proven. Um, the the good word the allegedly. 20, allegedly. 28 points in the first half, 17 in the second half. Okay? All right, whatever. I mean, you put the pots together. <laughs> I mean, a punter, right? They kick the ball. The other team's supposed to check you. I mean, seriously, you know what? Check these bleeps, you know what I mean? These B-A-L-L-S's, whatever, dude, you know? Check that, brother. <laughs> right. Like, I, mean, I mean, they've got nothing to hang on to except, except their two Super Bowls and a dismal season, and now their only hope that the Giants fan had was Tom Coughlin, and he's gone. Talk about, talk about a brilliant move for a franchise that was lucky to win two Super Bowls to begin with. I I hear you, man. And again, you're listening to Sports Done Right. Got a few new people in the chat room I want to give some love to. Uh, Busa. Busa's out of the, well, he's a Washington Redskins fan um, out there on the East Coast as well. And we also got RC Ronald Cameron up in here from Duluth, Minnesota. Um, He is chilly like I am. We got Easy Ed, half of the Beantown Brawlers in here talking Patriots football. We got him for a couple more minutes. So, Eddie, one thing I want to touch on here is, you know, I'm, I'm looking at some of the stats and whatnot, and the Patriots are averaging 87 yards a game rushing. Makes them 30th in the league. We know about the Broncos, you know, touted defense. You know, without having to put this all on Brady, can the Patriots find a way to run the ball against the Denver defense? You know what, I don't think that that's significant. You often say defenses in a running game wins playoff games in cold weather, right? Um, the Pats, with their slant passes, the quick five-yard burns, um, we've made a living off yak, right, yards after the catch. So I don't think that's significant. And, and frankly, the last game with a healthy offensive line, they kept Brady, they kept Brady protected and they're, they're running out of the shotgun. I, I, I mean, there's so many weapons now, Amendola, Edelman. You've got a LaFell as a decoy. If you fall asleep out there on the, on the outside, he's going to burn you for a, for a post play down the seam. If you fall asleep on Gronk, um, we've got so many weapons um, in the air um, that we can – we basically use the pass as a run. I mean, if you – I'm sure you've noticed that. Uh, but that's one way to look, you know, what's the, what's the goal behind a running game, right? It's to keep the defense honest. Right. But frankly, I would argue that there's other ways you can keep a defense honest, right? Like where is it going to come from next? If you double-team this guy, if we run a certain pattern, if we clear, if clear out a zone in less than three seconds, are we going to hurt you or are you going to stop us, right? And if you come up and start checking the, checking the receivers, We'll adjust to that as well. And every once in a while, to your, to your point on the run, guess what? Right. Instead of running the running back, he'll block and we'll throw him out on a screen. We did that a couple times the last game with some pretty favorable games. So there's different ways to use a running back. They don't necessarily have to you know, hand the ball off to them. and It doesn't have to be a running play. I think we've got enough, uh, enough ammo on offense um, to simulate a run and to keep, uh, keep the defense off balance. Right. Well, again, um, the Giants fans and the Patriot haters are uh, got the pitchforks going. <laughs> My main man, yep. uh, T from Huntsville, Alabama, <laughs> otherwise known as that ninja. Records are a team accomplishment as far as playing the position. 
Peyton was better at playing quarterback. Brady is on a better team that cheats. <laughs> I told you, you got him going, Eddie. You got him going. Uh, he also says changing of the guard is coming. Whoever wins is going to take a Carolina ass whooping. And on and on and on it goes. I'm trying to get through some of this chat here. People, bear with me. Uh, what else we got here? <laughs> Brady will throw 78 times if needed. That comes from Grego. He is the Patriots backer. And let's see here. Oh, well, let me ask you this, Eddie, before before we do have to let you go. I know you're real busy out there on the road and whatnot. Say, you know, New England beats Denver. What do they have to do? Because, you know, everybody's obviously picking Carolina to get to the Super Bowl. So if that does play out, um, what does New England have to do to beat the league MVP and Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers? That's the perfect scenario that they're looking for, right? It's just like the 11-0 Chiefs coming in. It's like this world beater, Cam Newton. I mean, he, he hasn't delivered anything, but he's built up to be this god already. Hey, listen, if anybody knows what having an, un, an unblemished record going into the Super Bowl is, it's the Patriots, 18-0. and 0. What do we do? We got all cocky. Belichick hammed it up with the press. My answer is we'll, we'll stay focused. And you know what? What Seattle did to Carolina, every, you know, everybody's talking like it's a done deal, right? As if Carolina already made it to the Super Bowl. That Cardinals team is a pretty darn good football team, right? They played in their division. Oh, totally. I, think I, they split, yeah. I, I think they split the head-to-head. Palmer had a very questionable game the last game, but they, they escaped. But I would say um, Seattle showed the world what Carolina's underbelly is. You can call it a letdown, but, but man, Seattle came out, and uh, I guarantee you that blueprint, whatever they did in the second half is going to be exposed, and whatever team makes it to the Super Bowl will take, take that as a page in their playbook. Um, defensively, there's always, a good, there's always a way to slow down a, an overly aggressive defense with a bunch of world-beating linebackers, right? I mean... You can, you can run a screen play. You can slow them down with quick passes. Um, they want to blitz. They want to bring the blitz package. You're talking about, you know, Tom Brady, as we speak, is probably sitting there reading about eight hours or watching about eight, nine, ten hours of film a day. I guarantee you. Right. So, okay. Um, nobody will be better prepared in the classroom than the Patriots. And at practice, they'll play out the scenarios. Um and you know, frankly, Carolina hasn't made it to the ball yet. And I and I and I, and I question I question Cam Newton's medal. Okay, um, I don't I don't know if he has the maturity and the patience. He's he's absolutely gifted athletically, but I don't know if he's ready to take the team all the way if they make it to the Super Bowl. All right. Well, hey, good take, good take. And now, since I, the Gov's been accused here of reading the chat selectively. By uh, an, an old, old <laughs> exactly, an old man named Cuddy Jackson, of all things. So let me go back here. Let me get all the, the, the chat here before we let Eddie out of here in the next moment or two here. So Jersey Vern says, first off, Eddie, we got to have you back when your team loses because Jersey's probably going to be on the other phone line ready to talk to you. So be, be prepared to make your return trip, sir. Hey, listen. Good or bad, I'll be back. I will be back. 
And we, uh, we're accountable, man. If we lose, that's why they play the game. But I think we, we got a pretty darn good chance. All right. Well, hey, Eddie, man, again, I know you're busy, so I'll let you go. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes to join us here on Sports Done Right. I know Angie wishes she was here. She wanted to probably say what up to you live on the air. And, um, yeah, as we were talking before, let's, uh, you know, get back in here. We'll talk a little hockey, get them Boston Bruins, the Chicago Blackhawks talk going. And, you know, we're, we're about a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting, too, so it's almost time to talk both socks. Hey, I've got, I've got one name for you, Kimball. Kimball, baby. That's, that's our X Factor this year. So All right. Good. All right. You know, the hot stove's always hot during the winter, so. Thanks for having me, Governor. All right, Eddie, take it easy, man. You have a good night. Best to the family, and we will talk to you soon, sir. All right, man. Take care. All righty. Ladies and gentlemen, Easy Eddie, half of the Bean Whoops, half of the Bean Town Brawlers out there. Wanna first of all thank him for taking some time to join us tonight. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. So, what do y'all think? I know we got some Giants fans. I know we got Patriot haters out there. And I, I will say this, Easy Ed, don't back down from nobody. He comes and he brings it. And that's why I'm glad that um, the First Lady Angie passed his name along a couple nights ago. I was glad we were able to get him back. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get in here, 651-968-0124. Again, that number is 651 651- 9680124 I'll get it up in the chat in a minute we're going to take a break big vern this next song's for you my friend um we're probably going to take a uh, about a 5 minute break or so we'll double it up here then we'll come back get into everything else and then get it situated for our main man John Fisher on cooking with the microwave so all right jersey vern my friend this is for you we'll be right back Yeah. If you hear 
all this ice in my rolling. No wonder I play it cool. Ain't no I in team, but I got my eyes on you. I watch it bounce when she walks. She lick her lips when she talk. I throw her in that Bentley coupe with the top off like Mardi Gras. All that cake come get you some filling. Like a soap, I'ma watch all my children. Hit it so long that you might lose feeling. With her legs in her air, she can walk on the ceiling. And I know she loves the attention. And she When a job done right, you do it yourself. When you want your sports done right, you download the Spreaker app to your mobile devices and follow the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk and beyond. This is Sports Done Right. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you, each and every one of you in the House of Representatives, for joining us tonight. Sports Done Right. And another Tuesday night, and we are in full effect with everybody in here. I would like to welcome Mr. Gary Joyner to the mix. What up, Gary J? Don't forget, Gary's got his show as well, Everyday People. And you can find Gary Joyner on Spreaker.com as well. A very topical show. Uh Uh-oh. What do we got here? I got it, security. And thank you for calling. You're live on the line with the Governor Vince Wright. Who do we got? You got the Chiefs rocking Jersey Bird up in this piece. What's going on, Governor? Jersey Bird, what up? Oh, we hold on, Jersey, just for you. Jersey, we always got you covered, man. What is going on, my brother? Oh man, ain't nothing, man. You know, uh, you know, you had a little Eddie on. You know, Eddie, Eddie went on to do his thing. You know, that's a particular New England type thing. Uh, Red Stocks, uh, Patriots, Brewers. You know, they all do the same thing. And Gregor and their cheesing, but he finally got somebody on the side. Gregor, close your eyes and wipe your tears, because when Sunday comes, you're going down. All right, like a, a hot sack. Of nothing, all right? And then, first of all, that's like, you know, go to Ohio. You know, they, that's one thing that you can't talk about is college because that's a college ain't got a chain. You know, they look like straight up duty. Anyway, uh, one thing Eddie forgot to mention since he was so high on our own about how many ain't lost to us on a lucky this and lucky that. But Eddie don't remember, right? Before New England ever got a Super Bowl, the first Super Bowl came from Belichick, and where did Belichick win his first Super Bowl? He won two as a defensive coordinator with the Giants. So, Eddie, we got more out Eddie Hitchin as he riding down the road. And, to, and don't, don't miss, oh, oh, hey, 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 that's an ice patch up there. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, he, he missed it. But anyway, we <laughs> um, got four Super Bowls, right? And right, the right. Super Bowls we got, got history behind them. The four teams we played in the Super Bowl, guys, all had high explosive offense. The first one, the Denver Broncos, we blew them out, and they had a high explosive offense with Elway. Then we beat Buffalo, 
Spirit was blowing people out the whole year, and we shut them down. All these teams right. had less points than the average during the season. And then the two New England teams were high explosive teams, and we shut them down. So when you talk about winning the Super Bowl, talk about how you win them. You know what I'm saying? We don't win shootouts. We win shut them downs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I hear you, Jersey. What you got? What you got for me, guys? I'm just trying to argue, man. What you got? <laughs> Jersey is locked and loaded, ladies and gentlemen. We got Jersey Vern on the line. Sports done right. He is definitely representing his New York Giants. The G-Men is in full effect. Jersey, I, and I know you love your Giants, man, but obviously this season didn't go too well. But let me pick your brain on this upcoming NFC Championship game, man. We got Cam Newton, okay. Carson Palmer. You know, I'm looking at the stats right now. Uh, Palmer's thrown for over 4,600 yards. Cam Newton's thrown for 3,800. They both have 35 touchdowns. Uh, what do you think is going to happen this Sunday, man? Let's get uh, the Chief Rockas uh, pick for Sunday in the NFC Championship. Okay, I'm going to put it to you like this. I got people on Arizona I like. Fitzgerald has always been a favorite of mine. I like Peterson. You know what I'm saying? I like the kid out of uh, Ohio State, the wide receiver. You know, uh, the honey badger. You know, they got they got several people. Um, I like the halfback that's not playing Johnson. You know, they got several people in there I like. But this is the thing, right? I know Cam Newton ever since he was a youngster here in Atlanta. I've been living down here that long, but I've seen him come through high school. But my youngest son went through high school with him, and they came as a rival of Cam Newton. So Cam Newton always been an architect of an offense. He structured offenses. Cam Newton feared no one. The only championship he lost in his career plan was high school in the championship game of his senior year against a Dunwoody school. That. But Cam Newton will go out there this not as last week on the uh, the uh, the early service the Sunday service show that me and Jungle did did not particularly uh, say that if Cam Newton come out there with no smiles he would be smiling before the first half is over. Right. Okay. And he did that. He did that. And like like a lot of people saying, and I feel the same way. Robert here and Shula should not have slowed them down. When you is beating down the devil's door, you go in with your fire hose and put that fire out. And that's what they should have did. They should have went in there in the second half and closed Seattle ass completely down. Excuse me, Gov, I didn't mean to use that. But they should have closed them down and just blew them out the stadium, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Coaches yep. make you lose your momentum by telling you to run certain plays uh, instead of just going ahead and blowing them out. Man, they could have blew them out if they wanted to, but they slowed down. But I tell you what, Arizona, don't forget, you're the same team that was in there last year, but you didn't have a quarterback. This year, you have somewhat of a quarterback because Carson Poss- um, Palmer, he will, he will bite the bullet in the heat is on. Because Greg did put some heat on him last weekend, and he just barely escaped out of there. And you know, y'all just finished beating Green Bay down. And you know that Green Bay was beatable if you put pressure on him, because that's what y'all did. The Vikings put pressure on him, beat him. So uh, they better watch out. And plus, they're not home, man. You know, they're not down there in the desert where it's nice and warm. 
They don't know what type of people do they going to get. So I got Carolina winning. I got Carolina and Denver in the Super Bowl. And the reason I say Denver going to win, not because I hate Grego. I hate his team. I hate <laughs> yeah. that Carolina. But you know why they're going to lose? Because Peyton Manning just warmed up last week. This week, whatever they say he's taking, or whatever, however he's feeling, when Archie's up in the booth, Archie's calling the game through Peyton's headset for him. He's telling him how to get that ball and where to get it out and get it out hey, quickly. Hey, Jersey, I didn't mean to cut you off there, man, but I was going through the chat. And our boy, uh, Grego, this one kind of stuck out. He says, Jersey's number one song, in quotes, when they lose, Holding on to it like Ray Parker Jr. holds on to Ghostbusters. So you got Grego trolling you, man. Oh, well, you know what, Grego? That was so weak, man. I would, I would uh, respect that more if he came from my grandson because, you know, that's the type of thing he may say. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, Grego would say what he want to say. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Grego was a one man show because nobody else out there likes his team and wants his team to win. So, he has to try to find a way to get in here and there to make his point. But on game day, Gregor is hard to find. You know what I'm saying? Gregor, join with me so we can ride you all day during the game. And that's how hard to find. Somebody will tell you how to get on group me. Join group me so we can show you where the real boys play on Sunday. All right, there you go. Now we got our main man, uh, that ninja. He says... Ted Ginn is playing so well, he's being double-teamed despite all the jokes people can't stay in front of him. Brown doesn't drop balls, neither does Kotri. Funchess is a rookie getting better. They don't get pressed, but they made plays all year, not to mention Dixon the other at the other tight end. Very good point, man. Oh, yeah, definitely a good point. But you know what? Uh, Seattle defensive backfield is way better than Arizona's right now because Arizona is missing one of their key players. You know, because when they got Tyrod Matthews back there, uh, it's a better secondary. But now that he's mentioned, they got a guy that's out there that they really didn't get that much playing time. So I, I look for them to move Ginn around this week. Instead of having Ginn at the wide, they're going to have him in the slot sometime. They're going to move around because when they use him on sweeps, he did really good. He gave first downs. He gave guys. So this week they're going to use them more. They're going to get more versatile. Like Cam Newton said after the game, we got to get back to the drawing board. We got to start bringing out some stuff that we're going to need to bring out next week. And, I mean, that's MVP talking. When MVP says something, you listen. It's like E.F. Hutton. You know what I'm saying? When Hutton talks, you listen. Am I right? You are right, my friend. And, again, you're listening to Vince Wright, sports governor here on Sports Done Right. Tuesday night, Spreaker.com. Check us out. Now, I'm here with the Chief Rocker himself, Jersey Vern, who also has his own show on Spreaker, so make sure you're checking out Jersey Vern, bottom to the top show. And Jersey is on all of our shows, so you will never not hear the main man himself, the Chief Rocker. So, Jersey, um, I got an article here, and it's talking about how Bruce Arian says the Cardinals are going to be letting it fly early and often against the Panthers on Sunday. Do you think that's a good idea to come out slinging it against the Carolina defense? But I tell you what, if he want to preserve Carson Palmer for the whole game, he better try to mix it up. Because if he come out there talking about swinging, right, what's, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. This is the game where it's do or die. Everything goes. The rest of going to be under so much scrutiny 
it's a lot of things they're going to look good because they don't want to be the side of the game and they don't want to make it seem like they're trying to control the game. So a lot of things are going to go. Okay, you're going to have Josh Norman, right? You're going to have a couple of other dudes just back. I mean, they're going to be playing jerseys, you know. They're going to be giving chucks. They're going to get up on a lot of scrimmage and give chucks. So uh, nobody really does that to Arizona. Arizona, you would have a free lane coming off that line of scrimmage because the last couple of games I watched today, they have been getting free lane. But I bet you this week, the very better defensive coordinator he is, he's going to go to the defense coordinator and say, we need to play a little bump and run this week because he knows he got a defensive line that can get up in there. And the Cardinals is a little hurt on the offensive line. Everybody in the show was hurt on the offensive line this year. So it's going to be, if he wants to fly, he better be ready for the consequences because uh, Carolina's, that defensive line got geared up last week. And they went after Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson was a harder quarterback to get than Carson Palmer. So, Carson Palmer, if you don't get them two left feet guarders, well, you better take some dance lessons and learn how to use both feet. But if you don't get them feet guarders, you're dead meat. You're roadkill. All right, I hear you. We're going to wrap it up here with Jersey Vern. Now, Jersey, before I let you go, man, let's talk on um... – your uh, New York, uh, New York uh, basketball Knicks there. Um, you know, we all laughed at Big Phil back when the pick was made, man. But, you know, even me, and you know I'm no Knicks lover by any means, but, you know, got to give it up to Porzingis, man. The kid looks good. Hey, man. Uh, everybody y'all group me, even the Knicks fans that are diehard Knicks fan. they said Jersey's a Phil Jackson lover. You know what I'm saying? Jersey – uh, even Ralph from Georgia. Uh, Georgia don't know what you talking about. He, he always on Phil Jackson's eye. Blah, 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 blah. But you know what? I believe in Phil. Phil built a team around Bazingas and Carmelo. He brought a father, he brought the, uh, Garden from Denver. I can't pronounce his name that good, you know. But, uh, uh, he did bring him in, right? And then they brought in a bunch of other people, man, that's blending players and, they have a bench now, you know, what we didn't have last year. And uh, Persingas, man, uh, the kid, you can't say nothing else about him, man. He goes in there, he rebounds, he blocks shots, he alters shots. Uh, when we played the two games against the Hawks, man, he altered uh, so many shots, man. Jokers was just throwing the ball up there when they came in, you know. But see, everybody on the defense got to get like that. Um Lopez is starting to come around that center. He's starting to help out. You know, we got a one-two punch up there up front, five and, five and four. So uh, all Fisher got to do is start rotating right way, keeping them boys flowing. And, hey, man, we picked up somebody on the trade deadline to help out. I see the Knicks getting a, a six spot. I ain't going for no eight spot. I see them getting a six spot in the playoffs. Well, Jersey, I appreciate the thoughts, man. Thanks for tuning or joining us as usual. It ain't a show without the Chief Rocker coming in here. Jersey, um, you know, we're thinking about you, man. Uh, keep your head yeah. up, brother. You know we got your back, oh, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we had uh, I had four. Uh, I had neighbors, uh, husband and wife, both lose their mother one Friday and one this morning. Oh, and then man. I had uh, my grandkids, they lost their grandmother. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then another family member of mine, uh, he lost his mother last Friday, too. So that's four deaths in five days, man. So, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, 
you know, hold it up and try to hold them up, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'll be going to a couple of funerals here and there the next couple of days. But at the same time, man, I've been trying to get my uh, system up, man. I got uh, I got some high-death equipment, and uh, I'm about to come out with the Chief Rocker, and he's going to explode, man. So everybody get ready, man, because when I come out, you ain't going to know it. When I come out, just be ready. I'm going to just come out. And I want everybody to come in, tune in, because I'm going to give you the show of your life. The first All show right. that I'm going to do on my own, and I'm going to be ready for everybody. And I want Gregor to be my guest host that day. So, Gregor, don't hide from the mic because I'm coming after you. All right. Hey, Jersey, I hear you, man. We're going to have to get uh, Grego on these uh, airwaves here on the Real Cast channels, man. All right, Jersey, yeah. I'm going to let you go, man. Thanks so much for dropping okay. in, bro. And man, thanks for having me, man. Especially after crazy little Eddie came on there. You know I had to revenge the Giants. You know, Giant Nation, Z-Man, G Peace. All right. All right, man. Jersey Vern, our main man, chopping it up. Jersey. Always a crowd favorite up in here. All right, folks. So let's do this. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll get into a little Big Ten talk. We've talked playoffs here. We'll go over some Big Ten stuff, talk a little SEC uh, basketball as well, and uh, just keep it moving along here. we got about 45 minutes to cooking with the microwave. So in uh, honor, again, of Glenn Fry, of one of my favorite bands from the 70s and 80s, the Eagles. We're going to play some more Eagles for you here. And we're also going to jump in. Um, we're going to do a two-song two break here so I can get some stuff situated, followed by... One of the uh, best rappers out of Minneapolis that I've heard, Brother Ali. Again, he is the white albino Muslim rapper. You talk about labels, he's got them all, but the boy is cold-blooded and one of the best rappers in uh, independent hip-hop today. So let's get it started with the Eagles, and we will go from there. All right, folks, we will be back in about seven minutes. Keep it tuned here to Sports Done Right so we can get it locked and loaded for the second half of the show.
well. They bow into the sayers till they knees swell. I shake the game up worse than single white females. Walk into their car alone, flashing three bills. These little kids are talking about how little I know. Boy, I grab a mic and rock you like your triple five soul with a civilized flow. But if you say my name, I'm like Beetlejuice. Might show up and slap you till your teeth are loose. I've seen the news and will not get lynched by the industry. No, will I have an A and R pimping me, sticking this thing in me? I sing for free for some years if it's clear to me that if I'm there for my team, they're there for me. For real, I be diligently killing the soliloquies of these millipedes that try to pass themselves off as LMCs. I weave a web of words so intricately that the English dictionary lacks an adjective to fit me. If he want my album, tell him not to fuck with ATAC. He was hating and slug, told the bitch to send my tapes back. And if I lose my voice, then instead of saying rap, I'll start painting facts on the wall with hot Crayola crayon wax. And I'll rock it with the champion. You know you're in a war that can't be won. You need to stop and understand me, son. Cause I got a pocket full and I can handle this song. And I'll rock it with the champion. What it can't be won You need to stop and understand me, son Cause I got a pocket full and I can hang uh, 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 I wasn't lying about the motherfucking hairy hands Why well, you think I'd tear a man till he could barely stand I shared a land with heads that holler my chorus back I'll do anything for the cats that show support like that When I battle, they hold my back Y'all must be smoking crack Eyes are screaming, I ain't supposed to rap Come on, you know you're whack These Minnesota cats touch down in places where it's dormant at Bring they motherfucking trophies back I'm like, big up my man Prime. I'm like, what the fuck do rappers got in their mind? I might jump on the stage and start hollering rhymes. Maybe bend your back around and make you swallow your spine. Cause it's clear you ain't seen no one this tight in years. When I sing, I could bring Brian McKnight to tears. I have to consume. I lead capture a room. And before my son was born, I made him dance in the womb. MCs put up your titles, I'll be grabbing them soon. Them faggots of doom, worse than breathing hazardous fumes. Like, job done right, you do it yourself. When you want your sports done right, you download the Spreaker app to your mobile devices and follow the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk and beyond. This is Sports Done Right. Now, let's get back to the show. What's going on, everybody? 
Vince Wright, sports governor. And I am here, cold chilling. Literally cold chilling. I want to say what up to my brother-in-law, Jeff Pohl. Just dropped in here, studio audience. Always happy when the bro-in-law chats. Drops in with us. Appreciate it. Give my best to Dylan Pohl. And also, ladies and gentlemen, when we, because you know, here at Sports Done Right, we do love the kids. We love the kids. And as you may have seen on my page, um, I have my future nieces and nephew doing a little interview about uh, his hockey team. Got a lot of fun feedback about that. Little Rachel, she's going to be our kid correspondent. She, she absolutely loves hearing her voice on the radio. And I think we have our future sideline reporter there. And um, again, want to give a shout out to my nephew, Dylan Paul, uh, working hard on the football thing over at Creighton Durham Hall High School. Family friends, um, Isaiah and Jeremiah Cotton, uh, working hard on the basketball thing. Uh, Jeremiah is a two-way athlete. He plays football and basketball, averaging um, almost 18 points here for the Hoops team I saw for Woodbury. So good job there. And uh, Woodbury is 14-2 and and a major threat for basketball all of a sudden. So hats off to them. And, of course, Creighton has a real nice basketball squad. A lot of good high school basketball being played up here in Minnesota. You wouldn't necessarily think that, people, but it's true. And let's give some love out to uh, Grego's daughter. Uh, She is a cheerleader. She does the competitive cheer thing down there. And they are, let's see here. Whoops, I just lost the notes. She's doing her thing. They're working real hard um, so they can help the team win the Summit Championship, which names the best teams in the country. So great job for Grego's daughter as well. Let's give all these kids a round of applause. Because we we definitely, definitely love the kids doing their thing in the world, the sports. They do it right. And um, just keep working hard. Um, Kaylin Finney out there. Dylan Paul, my daughter, Sydney Wright. All the kids out there working hard. Kyle out there in the hockey as well. Kyle Cody. So everybody, man, if you got a kid out there in the world of sports, just be a positive influence to them. You know, sports is taking a lot of hits nowadays. Uh, we may not want the kids to play football because of concussions. You know, we, we always see the, the bad things because that's what they put on TV. But get out there, you know, volunteer, coach these kids up, and just give them good advice, man, because with good advice, they will go very, very, very far. So congrats to all them kids out there making big moves. All right, let's talk about the Big Ten here. So the Big Ten basketball season, and ladies and gentlemen, I hate to tell this to you, and I hate to say this, man, but can the state of Iowa be the basketball capital of the country right now? I said it. Iowa. Ladies and gentlemen, Here and here's where we're going with this. Yeah, I know it's Iowa. I get it. I feel the same way a lot of times. Iowa. But first off, Iowa is kicking ass in the Big Ten. They are leading the Big Ten. They have now become the prohibitive favorites. They're 14-3 and overall. Another win the other night. Jared Utoff, the, the kid, the transfer from Wisconsin, uh, is uh, leading the pack for Big Ten Player of the Year. 
Iowa State, we saw what Iowa State did last night. They had a couple bad losses early, but by the way, this Iowa State team beat Iowa in their yearly match. And don't forget the University of Northern Iowa out there. They're a team that was uh, in the tournament uh, the past couple years as well. Northern Iowa took down Jungle Brothers, University of North Carolina Tar Heels when North Carolina was ranked number one. What in the world's going on in, in Iowa? It sounds like they may have some of that bad water going over in Iowa. Something's going on down there south of the Minnesota border. And I don't know what it is, but the state of Iowa's balling people, and you want to keep an eye on them. So that's all I got to say about, well, not really. University of Iowa men's basketball team. This comes from the uh, Iowa City. um, Oh, I forgot the name of the paper. But University of Iowa men's basketball team is ranked ninth now in both polls, by the way. Um, After notching a pair of victories last week over number four, Michigan State on the road and Michigan at home. Iowa's number nine ranking is its highest during the Fran McCaffrey era and first since been and first since being ranked seventh on November 27, 2001. McCaffrey's 2013-14 squad was ranked as high as 10th on January 20th, 2014. The Hawkeyes' 17-point triumph at Michigan State last Thursday was the largest margin of victory in East Lansing, Michigan since 1983 and snapped an 18-game losing skid at the Breslin Center. Iowa's win over Michigan improved this conference record to 5-0, marking the first time the Hawkeyes won their first five league games since the 1996-97 campaign. So I, I hear you, Gary Joyner. What is going on in Iowa, man? We're going to take a look at some of the players of the week. We got the games of the week here. We're going to talk a little bit about my gopher program and how that's in a, a state of crossroads here because the Minnesota athletic program has got some big issues that it's going to need to tackle here. But let's take a look at the week ahead in Big Ten basketball. This comes from, again, one of my favorite reporters off the Big Ten network, Tom Dinehart. Guy, a uh, lot of good articles. Check him out, btn.com. Oh, and you know what? Let's update some scores here as well. We got a couple games going tonight in the Big Ten. Indiana Hoosiers all over the once proud Illinois fighting Illini. Indiana beats them 103 to 69. Illinois has got troubles. They got to figure out what's going on with that basketball program. Uh, they're, they're no longer good in football. Can't tell you what's happening down there, but they're going to have to get it figured out because Illinois does not have the pipeline to the Chicago kids anymore. And those kids are definitely going elsewhere to play their ball. And uh, right now in overtime, number seven, Maryland is up by one on Northwestern out in College Park, Maryland. So uh, the Northwestern Wildcats who are having um, a pretty good year in their own right is really uh, pushing the uh, the Big Ten favorites here, Maryland Terrapins. So we'll see how that plays out. We got three and a half minutes left in that game. I don't know. And, Gary, I see you out there. Why would any child want to play basketball there? Gary, let me tell you something about the state of Iowa, and I'll share this here before I get into my other news and notes on the Big Ten before we get to our next break here. Um, we're actually inside uh, half an hour left on the show. That is, um, have we heard from cooking with the microwave? Is he cooking? If not, I can go a minute or two longer. But, Gary, um, Iowa, in terms of a state, has no professional teams. So, you know, it's it, it's a true college town when you get to Iowa City. Iowa City is a great campus, um, socially one of the best party campuses around. 
Um, you know, I know we can say that about just tons of campuses around this country, but the University of Iowa has, and take it from me, I've been down there a few times. I've done my thing down there. Um, a great school. Great school. Uh-oh, what do we got? What do we got? Oh, caller, who is on the line as if I don't know? What's going on, God? It's the microwave. John Fisher, what's going on, my brother? Nothing much, man, nothing much, you know. I'm just uh, tuning into your show, man. You're doing a great job as always, man. You know, I just wanted to call in and tell you, you know, you're doing a good job. You know, I've been prepping for the show, so I haven't been in the chat room like I wanted to be. Um, I got home a little late, so I couldn't do my prep earlier. But yeah, bro, you you doing it you doing it good as always, man. Hey, I appreciate that, man. You know that means a lot coming from you, Jay Fish. Hey, since I got you on the line for a moment or two, man, let's you know before you get into your show tonight, I know you're gonna chop it up big time. But you know, real quick thoughts, John Fisher, what do you think about these uh, championship games here in the NFL this weekend? Uh, I think we got some. Uh, I really would have loved to have seen Pittsburgh, a fully healthy Pittsburgh, in in the championship game, but. It is what it is, and, you know, the games are played, and people get injured, and that's part of the game as well. So um, I think I'm not really worried about the AFC matchup as well, you know, as much. Like, that's kind of like, you know, to me, it's Denver's defense versus um, New England's offense. I don't, you know, Denver's offense, I'm not, you know, whatever. Peyton's going to do, you know, I, I – I can't trust Peyton Manning, and, and what I saw last week is the same thing that I was just saying. If you look at when he throws the deep ball, Doug, he has to throw it so early that a lot of times he overthrows his receiver because he's trying to catch them in stride, and he can't wait one second too late. Otherwise, it'll end up getting intercepted. So, right, you know, right. um, and and the Patriots are looking – they're looking like they're healthy again. Um, I will I will say, Edelman, I did say on my show, I don't know how he's going to look come up that Jones fracture. But I, I will say he looked pretty good. Um, so we'll see what, what Denver's DBs can do against them. I do like Carolina in that matchup. I do think this is one time. Now, um, Jared Allen is not going to be playing. But I do think this is one time that um, Arizona not having Tyron Matthew will end up hurting them a little bit. Yeah, you know, a lot of people have been actually talking about that tonight on the on the national scene as well with the Honey Badger out. Uh, yeah, kind of this is the game that that is really going to be exploited. Um, you know, Fish, let me ask you this as well, because, you know, just real quick, and I know I'm bouncing around here, but I only got you for a moment or two. Chip Kelly winds up in San Francisco. Um, you know, right away the talk went to this could possibly be the way that Kaepernick gets his career saved. What do you think about all that? Um. I actually think this is a this is a move that can get Chip Kelly's career saved more than Kaepernick's because Kaepernick with his talent is gonna be able to always at the very least get a backup job somewhere else and compete for the starting job. But I think this is a way for Chip Kelly to have a guy who he feels can I think Kaepernick will fit Chip Kelly's offense better than Mariota would because of his, his physical stature. You know, so um I kinda feel like if he decides to keep Kaepernick, you know, he, he might trade him away for Kevin Cobb or something, you know, pick Kevin Cobb up off retirement and trade away Kaepernick. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen, you know, how he plans on using Kaepernick. But I think it's more of a way of Kaepernick um, 
giving Chip Kelly a chance to actually stay in the NFL? Because apparently it looks like he wants to stay in the NFL, at least for now, and not right, go back yeah. to college. So if he can utilize Kaepernick and be successful with him with, with the offense that he wants to run and get him a couple receivers, you know, he got some decent running backs, you get him a couple receivers and, you know, look out San Francisco. And I think um, he's, Kaepernick can really resurrect Tim Kelly's career more than the other way around. No, I hear you. I agree. I agree. And, I, you know, I love Kaepernick. I, I wish nothing but the best for him, John Fisher. I really do. So I hope that this can be a, a positive turn because, you know, I, me, like a lot of other people out there, have, have not been a uh, big Chip Kelly fan. So, you know, if this can help, you know, kind of turn them around and the, and the Niners around, you know, um, good things possibly on the way. I hope so. Well, we'll see, um, Doug. If you look at if you look at the the Forty Nineers, how they're currently constructed, like how many big names do they have? You you know, diehard football fans. We know Navarro Bowman, Ahmad Brooks, and right, maybe yeah, Tory good Smith. Point. You know what I mean? And and and, and you know, Bolden. Like so, who do they really have? That I mean, that's the way that Chip Kelly likes to run his little asylum, or you know, whatever he wants to call it. You know, he. he he wants to have a bunch of no-name guys who are good enough to fit his system and not be out there getting media attention and, you know, marketing themselves like they should be so they can maximize on their dollar profit, you know, for the short career window that they have in their profession. But, you know, I mean, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens out there in San Francisco. I know Nana for Life um, was in group me, and he said that, um, you know, he doesn't know what it's going to hold. But, you know, I mean, hey, what, what can you do? That's who they hired. Same as Philly, we hired Doug Peterson. I don't know what that's going to hold, but, you know, we, we, we're going to see. Right, and, you know, one thing here, and um, we're talking with John Fisher cooking with the microwave coming up in about 22 minutes right after our show here. But we got him on the line here, and we love having Jay Fish on. Brilliant football mind, brilliant sports mind. Make sure you check his show out right after mine. Now, Fish, um, one topic I want to talk on here before I let you go. Um, a lot of folks okay. up here in Minneapolis, St. Paul, starting to wonder if maybe the Vikings are better off without Adrian Peterson, or maybe not better off. Maybe that's not the best terminology. But, you know, McKinnon stepped up this year. You got Asiata to run it in from the goal line. Um, you know, obviously AP is AP, but what are your thoughts on the Vikings possibly looking, and I don't think it's going to happen at all, but again, it is talk out there. Could you see the Vikings parting ways with AP? Um, I'm, it's sad to say, but this is the only scenario that I can, that I can say, okay, this is why they may choose to part ways with AP. Is because of the fact that um, when AP's in the game, they're going to put it on Teddy Bridgewater to say, okay, the defense is, you know, the opposing defense, they're going to put it on Teddy Bridgewater and say, okay, we're going to do our best to shut down or slow down as much as we can AP and make Bridgewater be the person to beat us. Now, you put someone like McKinnon back there, and the, the, the focus of the, of the opposing defense is not going to be stopping the running game because. He hasn't, I mean, he's shown flashes, but he hasn't shown anything to say that he can carry the torch like Adrian Peterson did. So um, it'll be more of a balanced defensive attack, more as you know, as, as opposed to them loading up the box saying, "Okay, well, if we can just shut down AP, we'll see what Bridgewater can do." So 
So that's the only scenario I see. I don't think that it's the best thing for them because even with defenses can in on him, he still had a great season. Um, didn't he lead the league in rushing this year, um, Doug? Yes, he did. You know, like I said, John, this this ain't going to happen. Um, you know, I just think, you know, whenever you, your team goes out like we did in a real disappointing way, you know, people just kind of start going towards all the negative stuff right away. You know, AP ain't going nowhere. He doesn't need to go anywhere. Um, you know, we'll get into this kind of over the next few weeks in terms on, on my show of what the Vikings need to do to kind of take that next step next year. But AP ain't going uh-huh. nowhere, man. I don't think he should, man. I think AP is one of those he's one of those players to where he should be able to retire with the team that drafted him. Um, I don't think that's going to happen unless he decides to say, okay, you know, when his next deal comes around, that he'll take a um, a team friendly deal. You know, still make millions, but you know, not to the level where he can get going somewhere else. But we'll, you know, we'll we'll see where that goes, Gum. And um, how does how does how does Timberwolves looking um, before before we, before we before I get out of here? You know, that's it's funny you ask that, man, because we've talked all summer. You've heard the Gov here on Sports Done Right on every other show. Um, you know, the the draft was great. We got Carl Anthony, lots of young talent. We brought Tyus Jones home. Um, right now, though, this team is not clicking with Sam Mitchell. And I was a big proponent of, of getting Sam Mitchell in the head coaching spot um, way before we even knew Flip was ill with cancer and obviously before Flip Saunders passed away. I thought with, with Sam kind of doing the coaching thing, Flip up in, in the front office kind of putting it together up there like the Zen master, I thought that's kind of what the Wolves needed at that point. But, you know, as the season has played out, um, in terms of wins and losses, nothing's really changed. And we're starting to hear inklings now from the players. Um, you know, I think um, Zach Levine the other day, he he talked about just kind of how unfair the coach was to a lot of the players in practice. I don't know what that means. He didn't really expand on it. But what it what it does show you is that there are now, for the first time this season, you're starting to hear the little inklings and whatnot come out from players up here. So that's troublesome, and I, you know, if things don't turn around, if they don't start putting some victories together, you know, the interim tag will not be removed from Sam Mitchell, and he will not get this job. So, and also the other thing too, Fish, and again, I've seen some of these press conferences. I, I haven't seen them all, but Sam Mitchell is a, he's an honorary dude. You know, he, he early on this season, he did not like speaking to the press. He didn't like discussing the moves he was making during games. Uh, he has changed that recently, I think, due to just the pressure of everything and also realizing that, you know, his job is definitely not guaranteed. So, um, you know, stay tuned for what you see from the Minnesota Timberwolves, brother. Yeah, you know, this is the first half of the season. Of, um, we'll see how they finish after the All-Star break. Um, they are a young team. I mean, you know, they got Kevin Garnett and everybody else. Well, yeah, and you, know. and you know, John Fisher, they need time, and I see that's exactly what uh, Cuddy Jackson put in the chat room too. And you know, I mean, I'm I'm just telling people what's going on. You know, so you know, my personal feelings. He needs time, but you know, John, we're in this world, man, where everything's got to happen now, and Sam Mitchell may not have that time. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right about that as far as Sam Mitchell goes. 
Um, I do think this team is going to be a good team because of the pieces that they have. Um, I've been on record of saying that I think the best thing that happened to Andrew Wiggins was getting to go to Minnesota so he could play through his mistakes. The same way I've been on record saying that the best thing that happened to Steph Curry was going to Davidson so he can get through, so he can play through his mistakes. So I, you know, I think you know we're calling at these times like you guys got a very a very good young core guys. They just got to go through the rigors of losing. They're in the Western Conference. I know the Western isn't as dominant this season as they have been the past three to four. Right, but it's um, still tough. But still in all, it is the West. You know, like, the, look at the guards you're going. You're going up against Chris Paul. You're going up against, uh, uh, you're going up against Westbrook. You're going up against Lillard. You're going up against uh, Steph Curry. Like, you're going up against so many dominant guards out there. So, you know, you know they, they, they got to get time to learn and grow together. And I think, I think they'll be fine within the next – I think the best thing that happened to them was KG coming back so he can let them know, like, look, this is okay. You know, I've been through this too, but you guys got to realize once y'all, you know, like once him and Marbury started to grow together a little bit, you know, they, they, were, they were in the playoffs. And I think they went to a Western Conference Finals one time. I hear you. I hear you. All right, John, I appreciate you joining us, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is John Fisher cooking with the microwaves about 14, 15 minutes away. This is the man with the plan. <laughs> He is the uh, true creature of late night sports talk and um, big things are coming from John fish. So fish, thank you very much for joining us, man. And I'll be tuned in very shortly, brother. Appreciate it. Gov. Not more love for you in Minnesota, baby. And the first family, say what's up to him for me. All right. You do the same brother and uh, best wishes to you and yours as well, my friend. All right, bro. Peace. All right, that was John Fisher cooking with the microwave. Glad he called in. Let's go through some of this chat here. We've had a lot of calls tonight. I haven't been able to get into the chat room. We're going to take one more quick break here, one more Eagles tune coming up, and then we're going to wrap it up for John Fisher. we got Gary Joyner. Chip Kelly needs to stay in college where his style of coaching would work. I, You know, Gary, I agree with you there, man. I totally agree with you. I think he is a perfect college coach. Uh, Cuddy Jackson, as we said, damn gov. Sam Mitchell got a young team. Give him time. I agree. Um, but uh, Jungle, and we can talk about this at a later time as well. Um, the well has kind of been poisoned here, and I don't know what's going on behind these locked doors, but the some of these players have kind of taken a turn here, and you know when that happens, uh, things uh, just go the wrong way. But you are definitely right. You know, we're in, but we're in that time. Social media, just things have to happen now. And they don't give these coaches enough time, especially African-American coaches. So we'll see what happens. Grego says, oh, I see Whitlock's agenda. It's going to work until he gets scandal. Then they will turn on him. Yes, the, the ever-popular Jason Whitlock. Uh, he's been on a Colin Cowherd show. He's been putting tweets out. He's been kind of making his voice known again. So you can love him. You can hate him. I don't know what to make of him. 76ers just gave their coach a two-year extension, Gov. They obviously not in win mode now. That came from Cuddy Jackson and Gary Joyner. I wouldn't even show up to watch the Sixers if I had season tickets. I totally agree there. And, you know, the NBA needs that team to get good again. All right, folks, let's take a quick break here. When I come back, we will we – we haven't touched on the Big Ten like I wanted to, but I'll just go through some very, very quick news and notes, and we'll get her all wrapped up here. So – Glenn Fry, founding member of the Eagles, passed away the other day. Um, great vocalist, great musician, um, part of one of the greatest groups to ever do at the Eagles. Let's keep it going here with Take It Easy, live from the Eagles. 
wanna see that thing drop From the back to the front to the top You know me, I'm off in the cut Always like a squirrel, looking for a nut This is a for show, I'm not talking about luck I'm not talking about love, I'm talking about lust Now let's get loose, have some fun Forget about bills in the first of the month It's my night, your night, our night Let's turn it up I knew my rent was gonna be laid about a week ago Going through tough times, believe me, been there, done that. But every day above ground is a great day. Remember that. job done right, you do it yourself. When you want your sports done right, you download the Spreaker app to your mobile devices and follow the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk and beyond. This is Sports Done Right. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, all right, all right. We are wrapping it up. The last couple minutes of Sports Done Right. Let's fly through these Big Ten notes. News and notes of the Big Ten. First off, let's give it up for Yogi Ferrell, Indiana. He became Indiana's all-time assist leader. Um, Great job, Yogi. Way to do it and keep it going there. All right, so biggest disappointment so far in the Big Ten is probably the Michigan State Spartans. They um, have righted themselves after an 83-70 loss but over at Iowa um, but you know, since that Iowa loss, they've rattled off three in a row. Uh, but then Michigan State went out and lost two games. So first, MSU got whipped at home on Thursday by the Hawkeyes, seventy six fifty nine. Then the Spartans lost seventy seven seventy six on Wisconsin or to Wisconsin Sunday. Man, it wasn't that long ago, as the article says. Michigan State was number one in the nation, and look at them now. The biggest surprise in the conference, Big Ten, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Yeah, how about him? After opening Big Ten play with losses to Northwestern, Indiana, and at Iowa, the Huskers have responded by winning at Rutgers, Minnesota, and also on the road at Illinois. Nebraska will need the mojo to keep going as they battle Michigan State coming up here. They also got games coming up with Purdue, Maryland, and Michigan as well, folks. Um, let's see, Jared Utah down at Iowa, still the, uh, 
consensus player of the um, conference. He posted another double-double, 15 points, 10 rebounds, and Iowa 76-59 win at Michigan State on Thursday. Wisconsin, uh, the Wisconsin's Bronson Koenig tallied 27 points in a 77-76 win against Michigan State, so hats off to him. And Michigan's Zach Irvin scored 22 points in a 70-67 win against number 3 Maryland last Tuesday. So lots of good basketball being played in the conference, folks. We are getting ready to turn it up here to uh, cook it with the microwave. Let's take one last chat or go one last round through the chat. Big Tank Murdoch has joined us down there from uh, Kentucky Way. Gophers Division Three. you're probably not too far off from that Big Tank. Oh, what one last call. Who who could this be? Oh my goodness. Hey, Vince Wright, sports governor. Who do we got on the line? That's right. What's happening? Oh, can it be? T from Huntsville? Yes, sir. What's going on, man? Oh, T from Huntsville, my main man. What's going on, brother? What's going on, T? Man, just enjoying the show, man. I'm, I'm not going to hold you up, man. I know you're about to get out of here, man. But uh, your boy that called earlier, what, what's his name? Uh, Boston Bob or something? <laughs> yeah, Easy Ed. Easy Ed from Beantown. Oh, dude was killing me, man. Okay, when you asked him um, about do the Patriots cheat, man, he sounded like the police chief answering questions about the latest shooting. <laughs> my, man, my man wasn't going to give up any answers. Oh, All man. I know is Tom Brady is the next Garden Cleeks. And then, <laughs> then my man came up. Where did the Cam Newton maturity thing came from? That's the only thing that threw me off. I had to call in on that. Okay, the, he went with the classic line. Okay, we can't question his skill. Can't question his ability to play anymore. So he goes with, you know, I question his maturity. He hasn't been there yet. I mean, they haven't made it to the Super Bowl. He still has to play Arizona. And I'm like, okay, I hear you. I hear you talking. But where, where where does the maturity thing come from? I mean, there's always a little jab there about maturity because he has fun, because he smiles. I mean, I don't see a maturity issue. I mean, that just sounds like a jab. I mean, he lost me right there. Other than that, I mean, he was being a homer for his team. I mean, and that's fine, but right. the whole maturity jab, that, that's usually a jab at intelligence. or That's usually, I just don't like this dude. Or maybe he's just bumping for his team. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I'm sure he probably didn't mean too much by it. But, yeah, I can I hear where you're coming from, T, because you know that's what they throw on, especially the African-American quarterback, you know, when they get out there. And, and Cam's just having fun. And I think, T, we need to bring fun back to the NFL, man. Well, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, uh, you know, an opinion is an opinion. But the whole maturity thing, I mean, that's usually just when you can't complain about their playing ability, you go with that. You know, he can't say he can't play anymore, so – you know, maturity. So, I mean, it's just looking for something to complain about. But, I mean, you know, other than that, I mean, you know, he, he sparked some interest and got a few, uh, you know, calls out there. But that whole maturity thing, man, that was just, uh, that's as bad as the guy that came out and said he thought Cam had a fake smile before the draft. I mean, it's <laughs> right. along those same, those same lines. It has nothing to do with football. Exactly. Go ahead, sir, man. I, was just, uh, I just wanted to get that out, man. I'm, I'm not going to hold you up. I know you're trying to get out of here. Great job tonight, man. Good show. And I'm going to hold it down. All right, ladies and gentlemen, T from Huntsville, Alabama, our main man. Got to give it up for T. All right, T from Huntsville, a.k.a. That Ninja, bringing the knowledge as well. 
and check him out as well because uh, he's got the Underground Railroad show and T is doing big things and he's going to be doing a lot of big things in 2016 with his show as well. So with that being said, from everybody here at the Executive Mansion, First Lady listening on the other side of the glass, the kids are doing their thing, the Gov's about to chill with our next man cooking with the microwave, for everybody calling in tonight, that's why we got the phone lines going. We got T from Huntsville. We got Easy Ed, half of the Beantown Brawlers, rocking and rolling, doing his thing, stirring it up. We got Jersey Vern answering. And we got the main man, John Fish, from down there in the ATL as well. Man, this is what it's all about. And Sluggo called it, man. This has definitely been a top five show. It may have been the top show of sports done right Man, I am very happy. Keep it tuned here. We're going to go out. We're going to listen to Cooking with the Microwave next. Uh, Tree is going to take us out here. Everybody from Grego, That Ninja, Mom, Dad, as I know Dad may be listening to all the folks who don't get in the chat room, um, please consider coming in here. Um, I know there's a lot of my Gopher alumni, a lot of Gopher friends I went to college with that listen. They're not necessarily listening live on Tuesday nights. But they do listen. So everybody be cool out there. Be safe. Um, Stay warm if you're up here in Minnesota. Otherwise, I cannot wait to get back down south and get some of Ninja's ribs down there in Alabama, man. So I am Vince Wright. Every Tuesday night, Sports Done Right here on Spreaker.com. Make sure you follow us, like the show, and you can listen. You'll get the notifications on when the show goes live. And also make sure you're checking us out on demand if you're not able to listen live. We got all the shows there at Spreaker.com. So everyone else. Oh, it was Grego that said top five. My bad. I thought it was Sluggo. I just saw the GGOs. So maybe that was it. But Grego said it was top five. Grego, it may be top one, man. Thanks to everybody. And we're going to get Grego on the line, too. And one thing, we're also going to have RC on here as well. Ronald Cameron from Duluth, Minnesota. He is a boxing writer. He writes a lot about boxing and some other sports. He's just starting to get back into it, he said, and find his groove. So when we get the Sports Done Right website, man, if you guys want to drop any lines and kind of practice your uh, reporting, feel free to do so. We'll get into that at later. So, all right, everybody, be cool, stay safe. And to all the guests, everyone that called in, thank you so much. And we will see you soon on Sports Done Right here on Spreaker.com. I am the sports governor. We done. Thanks for listening to Sports Done Right. Tune in and turn up every Tuesday night, 730 Central on Spreaker.com. Search Sports Done Right. That's W-R-I-G-H-T Right. Hosted by Vince Wright, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk. It's about time you got your sports done right. Right.